Our guest this morning is Dikarabo Kotsokwane. Dikarabo Kotsokwane, second-year financial sciences student at the University of Pretoria. She was diagnosed HIV positive at the age of 16. She's a philanthropist, founder of the YB Le Kotsokwane Foundation, a foundation which aims to empower, uplift, motivate, and inspire girls and young women infected and affected by HIV. She's also an entrepreneur, CEO of the Circle Events and Planning. Furthermore, she's a motivational speaker, a well-thought-out leader, passionate about her girl, child, and giving to the less fortunate. The YB Le Kotsokwane Foundation has done a community engagement seminar together with Help a Sister Out at Sedimuseto Community Development in Hamanskaral. Dikarabo is a 20-year-old girl from the north of Pretoria in Gauteng, and uh, she joins us right now. Dikarabo, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? I've got a lot of questions, so I hope you've got Dikarabo. <laughs> Before you went for your HIV test at the age of 16, mm-hmm. what was your relationship with HIV in your mind? In my mind, I thought that I wouldn't even get, I wouldn't even contract HIV. Yes. I, I agree. I was sexually active before I tested, but never have I went to test for HIV. So I thought Hor, it would never happen to me. It only happens to... It happens to other people. Yeah, but not to me. So. And then looking back at the fact that you were sexually active, mm-hmm. you were having unprotected sex. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what your reasoning was at the time where you're not using protection? Apart from hormonality. (laughs) 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 I can't even remember why, actually, I was having unprotected sex because I knew, Hore, there's... um, There's a risk. Yes, Yes. of falling pregnant. There's a risk of getting an STI, Mm. HIV and AIDS. So many things could happen. Why did you go for the test? Okay, so I fell pregnant when I was 16. Okay. I was like, yeah, I was 16. So, so (laughs) hormonality. Okay. And then... So I fell pregnant when I was 16, and then I, I wanted to terminate the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And so um, I told my sister around, I, fe- I, fe- I found out that I was pregnant in July of that year. Mm. And then I told my sister around September that, you know what, Osaka, my sister's Itokeng, I told her Itokeng, I, um, I, I need to terminate this, this pregnancy. Mm. Can you help me go and terminate? Because my boyfriend at the time, who was like 10 years older than me, mm. t- gave me the money to go and terminate. So I just needed my sister for support t- to yes. go to the doctor. Then we went to the doctor and then the doctor was just like, uh, yeah, we'll do it next week. And then uh, next week came, the doctor is nowhere to be found. Oh. Mm. And then the other, the other day I was lying flat on my stomach, uh, uh, in the afternoon, mm. my mom came back from work, and then uh, she's like, "Usarubala kamala, ukhobatangwana," and I was like, "What?" So my mother told my uh, sister. Um, my sister told my mother. Oh wow! wow. So yeah, that's how. And once, th- once that happens, it's over. Yeah, it's over. You know, you yeah. can't just. Did you terminate? <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. I, I okay. So I didn't terminate okay. with, with my sister's knowledge. I tried to terminate. Ah, but it actually didn't work you know so they gave me pills and whatnot and then my body just didn't like i don't know what was happening this child had a plan yeah Mm. god had a plan for my life yes Mm. and then so you do the test and you find out you're positive yes when we come back we find out what's the first thing that you thought when you find out you're positive maybe you were not surprised uh she'll say all of that and more we're hanging out with dikarabo kotsokwani this is metro fm ASAP Ferg, praise the Lord on Metro FM. We're talking conflict resolution Wednesday. How has HIV become a source of conflict for you? 
Thank you, Rob. Busy chat to you tomorrow morning. It's 8.26, Fresh Breakfast on Metro FM. Our guest this morning is Dikarabo Kotsokwani. She fell pregnant when she was 16, diagnosed HIV positive, and uh, she's here to tell us her story. Welcome back, Dikarabo. Thank you. So you're 16, and you failed to terminate your pregnancy. Yes. Because this child is like, mm-mm, undeasy. Mm-hmm. I've got other plans. Mm. When you were doing the bloods, was it even a thought in your head? that they might come back positive. So I get it. The father of my child was trying to get me to terminate the pregnancy. So while he was still busy trying to do that, he once said to me that, do you want your unborn child to be born when he or she eventually uh, HIV positive? So he knew. Obviously. Why would you say something like that? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay. But then it still didn't, you know, and then I went for the uh, HIV test. Oh, I first went for uh, my first gynae when I was mm. like six months pregnant. Yeah. And then the following appointment, the doctor told me, no, we need to do certain tests, HIV tests, STIs, all those other tests to check if you're fine, if the baby's fine. And then I was like, okay. Um, and then he's like, but you don't have to do it. It's If you're doing this, it's because you want to protect your own child. Mm. And I was like, okay. Then he did them. Then he was like, if I call you in two weeks, um, know that something is wrong. Yeah. When he called me in two weeks, I thought well, maybe it was an STI or sure. like something else. Mm. <laughs> to my dismay, it was like, I was actually HIV positive. Wow. Mm. And you thought what as he delivered this news to you? So when he called me two weeks before, he told me that, um, come with your mother. Mm. Then I was like, come with my mother. Okay. Then I went with my mother, but then she stayed in the reception mm. area. Then I went in. Then she did the regular checkup. And then afterwards, we sat on the table. Then she pushed towards a paper. Mm. And then it was highlighted over like three letters. And then he told me that, Dikarabu, um, you are HIV positive. And I was like, huh, okay. Had you been counseled before you did the N- test? No. I was never counseled. Wow. And then... Afterwards, yeah, but I, 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 I can't even tell you now how I was feeling at the time because yeah. I didn't even cry. I, d- I wasn't even shocked. Maybe because he had told me, oh, were you not angry or bitter that clearly this ten years older than your boyfriend knew? At the time, no, mm. I was still could it, it, it felt like a movie. Yes. I must be honest. And then, yeah, I think it only started to hit me when he told me, the doctor, that I should call my mother in. Then my mother walked in and he broke the news to my mother. And my mother just, good, she broke down, but she didn't cry. I could just see her face. Her yeah. hush and up. She's not okay. Yeah. But your family has been supportive. From day one. T- take us through that. Um, were you surprised at how supportive they were? Or you expected it? No, my family are generally supportive people. Mm. So I come from a family of five girls. Raised by both parents. So we we're very supportive. We we're close. Mm. And then so when they found out, oh, they were so excited, actually. Mm. They even wanted a boy because we we're all girls. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, they started. So they looked at the silver lining of yeah. this cloud. Yes. Mm. But at the time when I was pregnant, after they found out that I was pregnant, and after I found out that I was HIV positive, they didn't know that I was HIV ah. positive. Only my mother knew. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, they were still supportive, though. Mm. Mm. So... Did you have to take uh, prophylaxis to prevent mother-to-child transmission? Yes. So okay. I started um, my antiretroviral therapy or antiretrovirals mm. um, uh, probably like a week after I was diagnosed with HIV. Oh, so immediately you were on? Yes. yes. And then, yeah, and then I started 
the, the, the side effects, oh my goodness. Tell us about those. What, what were those side effects? Yeah, like you sweat. Yeah. You hallucinate. You have bad dreams. You always you are always tired. You don't have an appetite, and those side effects last for about a month. Mm. So at first you'll think, Koreman, these things are not working, mm. but it's actually your body trying to get used to this thing that's trying to help the yeah, body because mm. it's fighting. Yes. 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 Yeah. So yeah, and then oh, and then so uh, the doctor broke down the news to me a day before schools opened. The day wow. the day before my grade eleven year. Wow. And so. Um, I went to I, I, I went to high school in well from my grade ten in Wersko Artebiasport. So in my grade eleven I went the first week and on the Friday we had um athletics, what do they call it? Uh yeah, we had an sports day. Yes, sort of a sports day. Yeah. Then I was at so my father had mentioned to me that, you know, I think it's better we take you to a school for pregnant girls so that you don't feel the stigma around mm. being a teenage being t- pregnant in front of yes. other kids, yeah. yes. And then so while we were at that sports day thing, my I got in, in the intercom, they were like, no, Dikarawa, please come to the office. When mm. I was there, when I got there, my father was like, no, we're taking you to the school. And I'm like, but why didn't you prepare me? You know, because yes. at the time I thought my father was just trying to move me away from everybody, mm. trying to maybe he was feeling um, embarrassed about me or something. Yeah. But yeah, so. All right. Six eight thirty one. This is Fresh Breakfast on Metro FM. Today we are Conflict Resolution Wednesdaying, and we're talking about HIV and the possible conflict uh, that might arise in your family, in your life, regarding HIV. It doesn't even have to be about HIV. It could be about something as simple as, why do you want us to use condoms now? Don't you trust me? It happens. It is a Conflict Resolution Wednesday. Today we're talking about HIV, we're talking safe sex, we're talking how they could possibly be a source of conflict in your life. Maybe the conflict is between you and yourself, where you know your status, but you're conflicted about, do I want to tell everyone else my status? In fact, we're going to ask our guest, Dikarabo, why she, or how she became comfortable talking about her situation. My story is that my mother gave birth to me in 1994 and um, two, three years down the line she passed on because she was HIV positive and um, it was quite a miracle to many and myself that I was born not infected with the virus and um, yeah, that's my story. Listen guys, um, I found out about my status in 2000 that I'm HIV positive. That was when I was pregnant with my firstborn. I have got two kids now. I can tell you since I knew about the status, no family member, they're not aware. I haven't told anyone. The conflict, the challenge that I'm having is to tell the partner. Okay, the husband that I was married to passed on. After that, I got the partner who's not obviously, is not the father of my kids. I got sick sometime in 2016. Then I disclosed to the partner. Unfortunately, we broke up because he felt that, you know what, I'm not going to involve into this, hey, blah, 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 no wonder why you wanted us to use condom all along, you won't be able to give me kiss and things. So at the moment, it's one of those that I don't disclose. My firstborn is 18 years old now, I haven't even told him. Both my kids are fine, they're not positive. Even the partner, the husband who died, he was not positive for some reason, I don't know why. He just collapsed because uh, of the death. Thank you. These new pastors that are here in, now, I, uh, uh, 
ezangezin tonjezi mnengi bago kuchoguti ena umasquit this and because of ulo yiwe and you know very well guti haulo yuanga when you go to the clinic mau testa u testa isho guti i positive the next thing muntatanga na u profit maketa la pago kuchoguti ena wa izin toza maloyo la how can be guti ukube izin toza bo maloyo lezo wadesu was u doktar shilo guti ena ama u positive ne kazi la isho guti ena liti so and mau tati medication ya buwana uti habo cd for county ba hamba gupi nabo viral load bago suddenly so lo yu puzele mbiza sawo mokata lapo isn't a sasangan ay the best way to mele stick with medication yako was good when sama follow up ni medication yako that's all because of lazy into lazy aids uguti ulo yiwe ini aigwe kumutoka waglo ya uguti ube ni aids no ilabo sisila ababa like they refused uguti ma partners wabasebenze sama condom they say if you if you want to use a condom that means you don't trust that person the advice i can give amali sinas is that if someone uh ati you must you must not use a condom uh exe and easy straight unless you go tested thank you for sharing your stories uh, please keep them coming and uh, keep the conversation going on social media the hashtag is fresh breakfast we continue with uh, our chat with dikarabo uh, what made her confident about coming out about her own status in a world filled with stigma 8.44, welcome back to Metro FM's Fresh Breakfast. Our guest is Dikarabo Tsokotswane. Uh, when she was 16 years old, she was diagnosed HIV positive. And uh, she decided that, listen, uh, my life, my circumstances is an opportunity for me to minister and teach other people about, one, it's not a death sentence. Mm-hmm. Two, your life carries on. Mm-hmm. You can manage HIV. Please take us through that thought process. Um, my family is a very spiritual family, so yes. they, we believe in God. And then, especially my mother, you know, she kept telling me after the diagnosis, she kept telling me, um, well, she calls me Botali, which is my second name. Yes. She used to say, Botali, you need to pray. You mm. need to pray and tell God that that demon that is, in, that is inside of you, like, will not control you. Yes, you'll continue taking your pills, but it should not define your life. It should not tell you how you're supposed to live your life or who you are as a person. Yes. And so... There was a book lying around in my parents' bedroom. Um, Max Lucado's uh, "You'll Get Through This." I mm. read through that book, and after I read through that book, man, man, my life changed. What about that book changed your life? You know everything about that book because it tells it, it it walks you through your tribulation, tells you how to deal with it, how to accept it, and then how to. Uh, live with it. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's like life after diagnosis. Yes, that's what it is. Yes. Um, but it's more of a spiritual book. Mm. So yeah, after I read that book, my life changed. And then this other day, I had a dream. Shortly after reading that book, I had a dream about me speaking to thousands of girls and then telling them, motivating them. And mm. then I think it was there when I knew, Hore, yeah, this is it. This is my journey. Yes. I'm here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the first time you went public. Yeah. Hey, I actually went... So, I go public at my talks. I started speaking in 2016. Yeah. How old were you at the time? I was a 19. 19, yes. yes. So, and then I only went public, like public um, last year on Facebook. Actually, mm. I put up a post. I launched my foundation. And then, yeah, I went public telling people, Hore, the reason why I'm actually... Because fa- while I was going through the whole acceptance uh, stage and, and getting used to the fact that I'm so HIV is, positive... So it's acceptance after the denial and the anger? Yes. Okay. Yes. So then... Uh, oh, and then after 
going through that acceptance stage, I realized, oh, what about the thousands of girls in South Africa who don't have a support system like I do, who, yes. who are not as privileged enough to even go to a psychologist? What about those girls who fall pregnant and don't even know what to do with their lives? Yes. Why can't I be their voice? Why can't I help them get through whatever it is that they're going through? And so I founded the Wabili Kotsokwane Foundation, which mm. is a foundation that aims to nurture, help, um, inspire, motivate girls mm. and young women infected and affected by HIV and AIDS. Mm. So, yeah, that's how... So you post on Facebook. Yes. What were the different responses after that post? Because mm. <laughs> Facebook is another beast. Eh? Yes. <laughs> Everybody kept saying we're inspired, we're motivated, you know, all these things. Mm. Were there any negative responses? Of course they were. What did they say? And how did those make you feel? Oh, this is a one-sided story. Yay. Why are you blaming the father of your child? And then he called me. He's like, oh, so you went public about your status. I'm like, so why are you only calling me after... Three years, you, because he's not active in my child's yes, life. The, yes. The last time I saw him was a week after I gave birth to my child. And he knew he was positive. I mean, why else would he say to you, oh, are you going to carry on with the pregnancy <laughs> and have a baby who is HIV positive? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, and then he told me, no, you can't post such things on Facebook. You know, what are people going to say? And I'm like, dude, this has absolutely nothing to do with you. And this has ab- even nothing to do with myself either. Mm. This has got to do with the thousands of girls who are you. helpless. Yes. Mm. And so, yeah, those were the negative comments actually that came after that. How did they make you feel when you read the negative I comments? I don't... I don't know. I don't, like, I don't care about what people have to say about me, especially negative things. Mm. I don't take them to heart. I, yeah, it was just, oh, okay. I knew that there were going to be negative comments, so I didn't let them get to me. 8.48. Her name is Botali Dikarabo Kotokwani. More from Botali after this. We're hanging out with our guest this Conflict Resolution Wednesday. Her name is Dikarabo Kotsokwani, uh, or Butali, as Mama calls her. Uh, HIV positive at the age of 16 when she was pregnant. Uh, she now has a foundation which uh, tries to empower, uplift, motivate, and inspire young girls and women, especially those infected or affected by HIV. What goes into a Butali talk? What do you talk about at your... Talks. Mm, well, it mainly depends, but usually what I talk about, because I mainly talk to young girls, especially in high schools. Yes. So I talk about my story and what I've been through mm. because I know how they relate so much. And so that's what mainly goes into it. And then I just add a few motivational points to it. Okay. Uh, what I learned from my story, such as strength, persistence, um, 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 yeah, and never giving up. What about the importance also of, se- of family support? Yo, it's because important. not every child has the confidence mm. of, I know I can depend on these mm. people. Mm. It's, it's important, you know, yeah. it's important. But not having a family support structure is also okay, you know. Yeah. You can be your own support structure. With enough information, of course. Yes, yes with enough information. Um, I think uh, as a society, we're also caught up in expecting people to be and to do. Mm. Like... You are you are the one who's supposed to be there for your own self. Black man, black woman, you're on your own. Yes. So I think it's important, Hura, you should be there for yourself. Dr. Cindy on WhatsApp says um, she was on the fixed dose combination that contains three drugs in one tablet uh, when she was pregnant. The drug that caused those side effects is called Efavirenz, the drug that the Nyaupe people like crushing and smoking. We don't give that combo to people that work shifts especially cops, pilots, nurses, and doctors, because 
of those uh, side effects. Dr. Maleka says the Karabo story is a clear and good example that support to already pregnant teens and uh, people are HIV infected is one of paramount importance. This goes a long way to reduce uh, high incidences of depression, suicides and complications of b- uh, backstreet abortions. Big up to her. That is from uh, Dr. Maleka. Licious says, I'm so impressed about uh, you guys finally inviting one of us to spread the word about living with HIV. Mm. What have you learned the most about yourself walking this journey? Strength. Yeah. Like I, I go to every day when I wake up, I amaze myself at how strong I am. You yeah. know, having to raise a child single handedly, obviously to, with the help of my parents and my sisters. But I mean, hey, yo, like I shock myself all the time. Mm. So... Yeah, I think I've, about myself, it has to be strength. And young girls that you talk to mm-hmm. that might be positive but scared of coming out, mm. how do you help them navigate that? So I first tell them to, you know, you know, after being diagnosed, all they ever tell you is to be strong. Like, be strong for who? For yeah. what? Mm. Like, you were just, just diagnosed with HIV and now someone has the nerve to tell you to be strong? Mm. Like, I don't even know what strength is at this point yes. and you're going to tell me to be strong I tell them Hore, you need to cry you need to grieve the pain it's important to grieve the, the pain because mm. if you don't you end up bottling mm. pains and you end up you, like you just end up bottling so much so many go emotions go through the yeah. emotions yes yeah. you need to go through the emotion know who you are you need to forgive yourself you need mm. to forgive yourself for allowing yourself to be negligent of your own health yeah. mm. you need to uh, forgive yourself for um, allowing someone to you know have unprotected sex with you mm. so i think i that's what i always tell them and then after that comes acceptance mm. let's talk dating are you dating <laughs> she giggles <laughs> that's uh, a yes. we'll take that as a yes <laughs> yes i am mm. for instance uh, we had someone on a voice note earlier on talking about how she is not always quick to disclose mm-hmm. Because then guys run away. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with the dating situations? I think the earlier I learned that we all have different preferences as people. And mm. for some people, date, dating an HIV positive person is not one of them. Yes. So if you're HIV positive, that's what you need to get through your head. Yeah. That not everyone wants to date an HIV positive person. Sure. So um, I think the hardest thing about dating when you're, H- when you're HIV positive is rejection. Mm. You are going to get rejected and it's reality and you need to accept it. When is the right time to disclose? When you... I Okay. For me, personally, yeah. I disclose at the start. Before any feelings are involved, because I know once feelings are involved, it becomes a tad bit difficult to actually disclose... Yes, to disclose and what if I get rejected and all of yeah. that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. That makes sense because then you're giving that person the, the ability to decide for themselves yes. whether they want to be in the journey or not. Yeah. The medication you're on. Yes. Um... Do you like set a timer that I must take this at the same time yes. every day? Take us through that so uh, I have side a, of managing HIV. I have an alarm on my phone. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it says it, I drink my pills every day at 9 p.m. Yeah. The, the alarm says take your pills, beautiful. Yes. So I know that when it's 9 o'clock, I have to take my pills. So I'm on Odimmune. Odimmune. Mm. It's also a three in one. Uh, okay, bag. so it's one pill. Yes, okay. you take one pill. And then, yeah, I I always have my alarm on. My friends know. Um, so whenever we're out, if maybe I can't hear my phone, or maybe one of my friends are on is on their phone, then they know. Her, oh no, the girl will get nine. Take mm. your pulse. So yeah, that's nice. And then every 
uh, half yearly, every six months, you go for a checkup to check your CD4 count, your viral load, and what and whatnot. So I'm actually going after this. I'm going for my half yearly checkup. Mm. So yeah. And the, the last test you did, how was your viral load looking? Undetectable. So ne- negligible, pretty much. So do you wanna start a family? Do you wanna have of more kids? I do. How, of many, how many kids I do. do you wanna have? Okay, I just want to have twin boys. Yes. You want this. my twins? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want boys. There's no boys at home, guys. Like it's so boring. You must call uh, loot love and reason for the formula for twins. <laughs> oh, they receive twins. Oh, uh, well, they're nice. getting twins. Twins Ooh, are on yeah. the way. Yeah. Where do people book you? Maybe I want you to come speak to kids at my school, at my mm-hmm. youth club, in my neighborhood. Where do we book you? Okay, you can contact me at botale at gmail dot com. That is b o t l h a l e k o t s o k o a a and e at gmail.com botlali kotsokwane yes. at gmail.com yes any last words before we let you go um i just want to say hurry lily nabu love lives here you've been in a relationship mm-hmm. for like five ten years and you're having unprotected sex but you're not testing girl or guy like what are you doing with your life like mm. you don't even know what your boyfriend or girlfriend is doing outside of your relationship go and test i'll jika but when you go and test it's mm. for your own health mm. it's for your own benefit so just go and test and if you find out it is not the end of the world trust me but you need to cry you need to grieve the pain but you'll get over it so make it part of your other regular medical checkups yep. yes of course mm. but people don't go for regular checkups that's, mm. the, that's the other problem yes that you're not so. even doing your pap smears and the other yes. tests you ought to be doing and it, you want to get test on the 1st of December every year like but we like we rang up so yeah ladies and gentlemen please make some noise for the Karabo Botali Kotsokwani